Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome to the fifth episode of Unsigned and Independent with Kevin O'Connell. Kevin continues to look for different artists. A goal of his is to find a reason why these artists or bands may be unique or interesting to you guys, the listener. Now, we've had a former lobbyist to ranchers from South Dakota. You know, it's all about the variety of backgrounds and the upbringings of these artists. That's what Kevin's interested in. And this whole show is talking to people who are doing it independently. Now we're talking to Walker Montgomery today. You may recognize the last name because that's because he's the son of John Michael Montgomery. Walker is the son of a well-established country artist, but Kevin's goal is to tell Walker's story, not his dad's story. And because these artists are independent, it allows them to tell their story in their own words and let the audience know what their goals are, what their dreams are without ever losing what makes them unique in their own right. So Walker Montgomery with Kevin O'Connell He's got over 5 million streams of his debut song, Simple Town, and he was chosen as an artist to watch in 2022 by Country Now and Music Mayhem Magazine. And here it is, unsigned and independent with Kevin O'Connell and Walker Montgomery. Hey, this is Kevin O'Connell, back with Unsigned and Independent. This is episode five. I really appreciate it if you've listened to the first four or any of the first four They've all been so great, so different, little unique. Everyone's background, everyone's story and upbringing can be so much different than each other. And this one is exactly the same. We have Walker Montgomery on, the son of John Michael Montgomery. But I didn't really want to talk about John Michael. I wanted to talk about Walker. So we dive into Walker's story, his upbringing, and how he never really got into music until he was a teenager, which was pretty surprising to me because he grew up in it with his family. But Walker's a great guy. He has a cool story. You can follow him on social media at Walker Montgomery. Make sure you follow these artists. Follow me on social media as well at Kickoff Kevin. Share the podcast. Show some support. These artists love it. Share their music. Listen to their music and support them as well. Here is Walker Montgomery. Hey, Walker, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you having me on. Of course, of course. Yeah. Happy to get you in here. And I know I told you this right before we started this. 
I don't want to, you know, make this about your dad. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, obviously I want to touch on it and, you know, talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit in your upbringing. So you are John Michael Montgomery's son. I am. And you're from Kentucky. Yep, from correct? born and raised. From Kentucky, born and raised. I just want to ask you real quick, like, what was that upbringing being the son of, you know, a pretty big country music yeah. star? Yeah. And, but you but you lived in Kentucky your whole life, right? Like, you weren't My in Nashville. Whole, whole entire life. I think by the time I was 18... I've, count, I've, I've counted it one time. I, th- I might have been to Nashville like three times my entire life. That's it. Before I moved here. So did you know growing up at all that you wanted to be in country music as well as a performer? <laughs> growing up, not not particularly. Because, uh, I, you know, I mean, my, my parents were so great. They surrounded me with sports, acting, you know, all these different things. And uh, kind of let me find my own path to music. And it, was, it wasn't really till you know junior year of high school where i started picking up the guitar and and uh kind of had to look myself in the mirror and and say hey you ain't going to the nfl you know (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah you too but uh yeah right (laughs) but uh yeah started picking up the guitar and and that's kind of that's kind of when i fell in love with it but it was definitely later on did you you didn't play as a kid or anything you know growing i mean you literally grew up with it around it so I, or I did you want to, to make your own path first? You wanted to try to find your own way in life. I don't. I don't know. I think it was really just you know regular high school stuff. Okay. And I'd I'd pick the guitar, play a little piano, uh, growing up. But I was always you know kind of focused on on uh, football and basketball and everything. And I had choir in school and 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 stuff like that. So I was still involving myself in some kind of music always. But definitely, it, it took a second to get there. Do you credit your parents a lot for not pushing it on you and letting you oh, absolutely. live a normal, quote-unquote, teenage life? Absolutely. And, I mean, all I had to worry about in high school was things that regular high school kids should worry about. Uh, so I didn't have any pressure from them going, you know, but you, you got to go into music. You got to you know, do all these things. And, uh, and it, yeah, I mean, I, I really do give them a lot of credit for – for that, because it's different when you find it on on your own and mm-hmm. and you fall in love with it, uh, you know, on your own. But uh, yeah, I definitely give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah, you hear about that all the time, whether it's sports or music, mm-hmm. where these crazy dads have their kids going to fifty different games at yeah. seven years old, and yeah. then by the time they get to fifteen, they're like, "Dude, I'm burnt out. Yep, I'm done." So I'm glad that you were able to find your way, kind of naturally and mm-hmm. organically, if you will. So when did you move to Nashville? Then you're 22 years old. I'm 23. 23. Yeah. And uh, I moved to Nashville 2019 uh, around there. I was coming down and, you know, writing and, and doing different things like that. But it was probably 2019, early 2019, when I finally made the move. And what was your deciding factor where, hey, I, maybe I should just go to Nashville and go for it? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it really was just that. I wanted to wanted to give, give it the old, old try. And uh, I was at college. I was at UK for what I call my glorious nine weeks. And uh, joined a fraternity and and uh, did all the college things, which was a really good experience. But uh, just had I had a song that I that I'd written in my dorm and uh, you know wrote it, sang it, sang it down, and we came down here and before I moved, started recording and stuff, and it just uh, song started doing well on Spotify and and everything, and I was just like, well. It might as well. It's time. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I saw a story, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, where you played at a pre-party or something mm-hmm. for football, right? Yeah, and man. 
And a uh, radio guy came up and he yeah. said, hey, I think you're pretty damn good at this. I'm going to put you on the radio. And yeah. then that, did that make you kind of, uh, or tell that story first, it, I guess, and what that lead to? Well, it definitely did. I mean, it was definitely a catalyst to, to me moving down here. But yeah, I was in college at the time. It was my freshman year. Uh, and they had, the University of Kentucky had a fan voted Twitter poll uh, thing where the winner would play the opening game kickoff concert and of course you know my mom's voting like 10 times a day and everything <laughs> like that else. yeah getting everybody to do it <laughs> and uh but we just ended up winning we played it and my drummer at the time i'd shown him that song and i i didn't know what i was doing you know i it, i always say it was just a god thing because i'd never written a song never really sang a song that, that i've written obviously and i just showed him that he's like hey we can put music to and i was like well might as well, and that was the first time that we have ever played it, actually. And and yeah, a radio guy came up to me and said, "Hey, I'll I'll play that on the radio if you go down and record it." And when that happens, you know, you're kind of like, "Well, uh, the college thing might might be on hold for a little bit." Right, yeah. right. I mean, how can you say no to that? Yeah. Especially at what, how old are you? Nineteen? Oh yeah, eighteen, 18 19. nineteen. I mean, your yeah. eyes probably lit up. Right? Yeah, it, I, I get excited just think about it. Uh, I can tell yeah. now by looking at you. I know you guys can't see this, but I can see it in his eyes right now. What your What your parents say when you told them that? They, I mean, look, they were happy. Uh, I think my dad really he wanted me to go to college just because he he never got the chance and. Uh, because, but he was, you know, straight out of high school, he was playing honky tonks and and uh, and everything. And I was, I was too, but I was still going to college. I mm-hmm. was. That's why my grades might have suffered because I was trying to, you know, I was, I was uh, playing Proud Mary's honky tonk in Lexington, Kentucky, and stuff. And and uh, but yeah, I, they they were they were excited about it, and I think they kind of realized uh, that I had the bug. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they, I mean, look, they've been supportive in everything I've done, but this is. This they they knew it was coming. Yeah. And, uh, once it, once it happened, they they were they were all in. The writing was kind of on the wall, and, and yeah. that was that yeah. was that was the last straw, if you will. Yeah. Now, when you moved to Nashville, what was were you thinking? Like, I want to be you know someone big, or are you just kind of winging it as you came out here and started uh, started playing at local places and kind of seeing where it went? Well, I mean, as an eighteen year old, nineteen year old, you don't know, and I didn't know. Uh, like I said, I'd only been to Nashville three times, I think, so I didn't know anything about songwriting. Uh, I all I knew was playing little honky tonk bars and stuff in Kentucky, and uh, so and obviously you know being being on the road with dad, some I'd mm-hmm. I'd seen seen some some stuff that I guess uh maybe somebody who was just completely green coming to town might not have uh, but yeah I was just seeing what happened you know I was trying to get a group of guys that I really liked riding with uh and get as many meetings and everything that I can keep booking shows of course at the time. It was just my mom and me booking shows, mm-hmm. uh, so we were you know, we were just calling county fairs wherever, seeing if they had a little bit of money, and even if they didn't, we we're like, well, can we still come play? Uh, but yeah, I mean, at the time, I really didn't have a plan, I guess, uh, because I was eighteen, right? I was just like, well, let's see what happens, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then since so since then, you do have a management team now, right? Yeah, I do. Correct. But you I are do. you are independent. You don't have. Um, mm-hmm. any label or anything, but how much is that management team? Because I'm interested to find out people that come on this. Some have managers, some mm-hmm. don't. Um, all are obviously independent, unsigned. But how how much has that management team helped you? You know, be able to juggle things or get in more gigs or travel mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's helped tremendously, and I got a great team over Red Light Management. Uh, Sean McSpadden, Jenny Tack, and Enzo DiVincenzo. and it's a uh, 
it's a special group, and I'm blessed to work with them. But it definitely does take you know some weight off of my shoulders mm-hmm. because they obviously know things that I don't, and and they can handle things that that uh, I might not really even though I've been here for for a little bit now. I, you know, I still it might be the first time doing something for me when they've done it a million times before mm-hmm. and uh but no it, it's helped tremendously uh and william morris my booking agent uh kevin meads has i mean just doing a tremendous job over there so the whole team you know having more people on the team it just always helps right right everyone balances it plays a yeah. role in, in some way now do you enjoy because i always i also find it interesting especially nowadays with social media mm-hmm a lot more people, it seems like since I've started this, are talk about how they enjoy being independent because you know they have mm-hmm. a lot of their rights to their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I got to ask you as well the same question of: Do you enjoy that independent? And you're still young enough and mm-hmm. still raw enough, probably where you're still trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy that independence of it? I mean, yes and and no. Obviously. You know, I guess the the main goal for everybody is to get a get a label behind you and more yeah. people that believe in you. Uh, but to have kind of that creative freedom really does, in some cases, uh, help out. And uh, but yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to, to everything, uh, and especially being independent. But uh, it, it 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 just depends on the situation, mm-hmm. uh, really, I guess. But Owning owning all the all all the music is, is pretty nice, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Knowing that you have that ownership to it, but uh, it yeah. seems like one of those, you know, if the right deal were to come along, then mm-hmm. we could sit down and, and yeah. talk about that. Well, I mean, and that goes into I, I mentioned. I keep mentioning the team. It's it's if if the team believes in you, then that's that's the right deal. And when it comes to points and whatever it is, obviously there's lawyers and stuff for that. Mm-hmm. But if people are behind you and really believe what you're doing, that just it makes all the difference. Have you had any trouble in the industry? Because and maybe you haven't at all. This isn't it at all. Um, but at the end of the day, is a business. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have you ever found it in the last few years or growing up at all? Like, oh, you know who your dad is. Like, you probably have it mm-hmm. so easy. Like, even in the industry, have you had? And you don't have to call anybody <laughs> out. But I'm I ain't gonna call anybody out. Yeah, but but, but uh, have you run into those roadblocks or people think that you have it easier when the reality is, no, man, we're all in the grind here. Yeah, I mean, there's always people that. And this, I mean, you mentioned a business. I'd, I'd assume it would be the same thing if your dad was a football coach or yeah. something and you're trying to become a football coach yourself. There's always the people that think that way. You know, oh, he's got it easy. He's only doing it because his dad's doing it. Uh, but for the most part, man, I mean, I think that luck, luckily enough, I mean, dad was dad was very successful and people respect that. Uh, but they, they kind of – they do see I'm – trying to make my own own path and uh while paying homage to uh all the success that he had because mm-hmm. he had some great songs but you know, yeah you do get every now and then some people that are a little, i don't know if it's bitterness or whatever it is when you first came out here were you playing broadway or anything or were you more like the writer's round kind of I, d- I did a few things on broadway when i first moved down here but then you know once i started kind of getting into writer circles and and stuff like that it uh, I started doing more of the live oaks and the mumbrians, uh, and and just riders rounds, which are which I really enjoy. But uh, yeah, the, didn't didn't really do the Broadway thing for that long. Kind of moved up to the mumbrian pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but the Rogers rounds are also just fun. You know, it's they're just fun to do. So I really, I really, I really enjoy them. I enjoy the intimate intimacy of those yeah. more than anything. I've been to a few of them out yeah. here, especially at Live Oak, a couple of them. And as fun as you know, watching somebody go crazy on stage, yeah. and having a beer in your hand, yeah. and yelling and hooting and hollering, those writers rounds. It's cool because you can get like the backstory of of these songs, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. And you can get the artist or multiple the band up there talking about where the inspiration comes mm-hmm. for this song or where the sound comes for this song. So is that something that you enjoy to do as well? Yeah, I, I mean, especially when I'm on on stage, it, uh, even the live show when I got the full band behind me. I mean, it seems. Uh, my TM gets mad at me. I'm, I'm almost. I try to tell the story to every song, just because I want I want people to hear it. But uh, but yeah, I, I do really enjoy hearing the stories and and telling the stories of you know when when the song was written or if I didn't write the song where where it came from, how I found it. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a cool little thing. Yeah, I I mean me as a listener, I don't know how to play mm-hmm. anything, but or, or a musician, <laughs> but me as a listener, I enjoy it. And when you sit down to write a song. Do you have something, uh, a process in your head, or does something just hit you that day? Because I know that you guys have these scheduling writer writer yeah. meetings. Yeah. So what what goes into writing a song for you? Well, I write I write about two to three times a week, and that's just because I'm on the road on the weekends. Uh, you know, get get a one day break or something before we go on the road. But I'm I'm a melody guy, so I'm always kind of thinking of melodies, and obviously I got a bunch of titles in my phone and everything. But it uh. The process it almost goes back to once you find a group of folks that you really like writing with. For me, at least, uh, you, you can kind of hone in on everybody's strengths and, and weaknesses and stuff. And and uh, you know, I've got a few guys that are really good with words, and I and I hate words. <laughs> I just want to do melodies and, and everything. Okay. And then I've got some good, some really great track guys and everything. So it uh it takes time to figure out your process and kind of learn. Uh, how to do it but once you once you do you can kind of get into a groove okay and that sound that you're looking for i'd love to play a, a song um of yours on here but we're not legally allowed mm-hmm. to do songs oh. on here anymore <laughs> so uh i do want to talk about you know some of your sound and where your background comes mm-hmm. from do you do you feel like that 90s country is a, a sound that you've mm-hmm. kind of grown up and it's just naturally into you or is that something that you're trying to get away from no god no i i think uh I think you you worded it perfectly. Really, I mean, it's just kind of naturally what I gravitate towards, and uh, it didn't. It, when I moved down down here, it, it didn't take me long to figure out that my voice doesn't sound good on a pop track. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm not dogging on that because there's so many you know pop country songs that I love listening to and everything. But it it naturally just the way my voice is and the way I hear things. Definitely, the '90s influence has has more uh, has has more kicking into my songs. So is it just me? I don't know about you being in the industry. I feel like the '90s sound is kind of coming back a little bit. Though. Oh, I think absolutely, and I'm I th- I think it's a good good thing. It's yes, it's storytelling, telling music, and uh, and just good. You know, I'm glad the steel's coming back, the fiddles come back. Yes. Uh, Dude, that steel guitar is my favorite. Oh, it's just awesome. I wish I could play it, man. But I've I've seen some boys that can that can play, and there's just so much that goes into it. I'm like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to stick to guitar, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll let you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had an EP come out earlier this year, speaking of sound, and there's a couple of songs on there that I like, and I got I, I to say this, mm-hmm. just the title alone gets me, A Bad Day to Be a Beer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's me every Saturday, by yeah, the way, man. watching college football. Yeah. And every Saturday is a bad day to be a beer. So talk about this EP a little bit that came out in March of this year. Is that correct? Yeah, it was March of this year. And uh, EP's called Russ, but Bad Day to Be a Beer um, it it is my favorite song on there. Love it's it. just uh, and I recorded that actually 
maybe two and a half years ago and even how my voice is now i can kind of i can tell that my voice is either i don't know if it's gotten deeper or, or whatever but i've or just matured a little bit but man it's just a fun song and in my glorious nine weeks in college we'd wake up on saturdays of course we call them catter days oh there Kentucky. you go wildcats and uh all my Sigma Chi brothers would, you know, they say, it's a bad day to be a beer. And then <laughs> I didn't write that song, but uh, a great man named Dallas Davidson uh, actually wrote that song with a, a couple of good buddies of mine, Ray Fulcher, Cole Taylor. And uh, But as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I got to cut it. I got to cut it. I mean, we can all relate to that. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to say, by the way, real quick, my first SEC game I went to a few weeks ago, you're probably not going to like this, but it was Tennessee oh, and uh, Kentucky. I'm sorry, but I had to bring that up. But I will say, yeah. I'm just saying, guy from California going to my first SEC game is unbelievable. Oh, it's different, man. Unbelievable. It's, I mean, it's an experience. Yeah, it was it was great. I had to throw that little nugget but, in there. Well, well, I was on the road when that happened, and I uh, you probably didn't watch much of it. I, I, well, <laughs> I, I put on a good face for the show, but but uh, I was I was pretty mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a big sports fan myself, yeah. man. So I've been there. We've all been there. The, yeah. the ups and the downs, right? I know you don't really do the Broadway anymore, but you still play some shows. I'm sure we do a lot of cover songs. Like cover songs yeah, is a huge thing out here in Nashville, right? Because yeah. you get the tourists in there, mm-hmm. twenty bucks, play this, play this. Do you find yourself enjoying more of like the old school 90s covers, even like your dad or whoever it may be, just yeah. because that's kind of what you grew up in and that's what you feel like you're more comfortable with? Every cover song, we might do th- maybe three cover songs during our set. If it's a, long, if it's a longer set, we might do four. But every song that, uh, that we cover is, I think it's 2003 and before. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, but that also goes back to, that's just what I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always say to the crowd, you know, if if it's all right with y'all, it's a uh, every cover we do is going to be nineteen nineties, and they all go crazy and stuff. Uh, What's your favorite? Well, we always do sold, okay. and it, and it gets them uh, every time, man. But uh, it's a it's just a fun song to play. But that's definitely my favorite. But yeah, I mean, it's it it's just what uh, I there's no really reason why I do that. It's just what I gra- gra- gravitate towards. Right, it's just a natural thing for mm-hmm. you. Well, Walker, what else, as we close this out here, what else you got coming up? Um, shows, songs, album, mm-hmm. EP? Well, I guess you had an EP earlier this year, but what what else is on the books for you? I mean, well, right now, we're really planning for 2023, uh, you know, trying to get on the road and everything. And uh, I got a got a new producer, uh, Mr. Bart Butler, and we're doing some, some really fun things, you know, finding songs, writing songs, and uh, just trying to uh, trying to keep honing in on that sound. And, uh, but yeah, we'll be in the studio hopefully, hopefully in December or something like that, January. And got some new music coming out next year. Okay. Can you, mm-hmm. can you, uh, say any of that or you just, it's still in the works? It's still, it's still in the works. I got a few, I got a few songs that I know we're going to cut. Okay. But, uh, okay. and we're, and we're playing, we're already playing some of them, uh, on the road and everything. But yeah, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for next year. Every year's almost a new chapter, man. Right. And, uh, and after COVID, it's, it's just, it, uh, it's just great to be in full swing, and 2023 is going to be even better. That's awesome. That's awesome. Go check out his EP. It came out earlier this year called Rust. Mm-hmm. Walker, where can they find you on Instagram or Twitter, TikTok, whatever you're on? Yeah, man. I, I do the TikTok. I'm not very good at TikTok, yeah, but you, cool. just anything, you know, anything uh, at social media, just Walker Montgomery, at Walker Montgomery. I think on my Twitter, it's at Walk Montgomery. If you want to see, you know, I'll, I'll have a few cocktails or something while watching football, and you want to see some. Some mad football tweets. Go follow me on Twitter. There you but. go. There you go. <laughs>
That's awesome, man. Walker, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. This is a lot of fun, and best of luck for everything that uh, the future holds for you. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.